It's time for The Big Show with Andy Gallo. Well, welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm Andy Gallo, and my guest today is Gary Brock. Gary, how you doing, man? I am doing wonderful, Andy. How's yourself? Doing well, doing well. You and I met way back a couple of years ago, I guess, at church. Yes, we did. And uh, <laughs> man, you you have got a you're just a great vocalist, and just uh, just play all kinds of instruments, don't you? Well, I'm basically a bass guitar player, but I can I, I, I say I don't necessarily play this guitar this kind of guitar very often. I kind of thump on it is yeah. about what I do, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've I've been uh, bass guitar is basically my instrument mm-hmm. that I I play most of the time, and I've I've been doing that ever since I was fifteen, sixteen years mm-hmm. old. Where'd you grow up at? I was born in a little town in East Central Illinois called Robinson, Illinois. And if anybody ever eat a Heath candy bar in their day, and a lot of people have, it was made in my hometown of Robinson, Illinois, L.S. Heath and Sons. And I grew up about five blocks from the factory. Oh, wow. And... uh Smell the chocolate cooking. Smell the chocolate cooking. And we had, they had a Pepsi Cola plant there too. And oh boy, you could, you know, Heath candy bars and Pepsi Cola and everything, you'd get diabetic real quick. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine so. (laughs) Now, when's the first time you started playing in front of a crowd? I I sang my first solo in church when I was five or six. But Mm -hmm. as far as professionally, you know, I kept watching all the old. Nashville now and Porter Wagner and Lubin Lubin Brothers, Wilburn Brothers shows on television. Mm -hmm. And I told my mom, I said, I got to have me one of them guitars and learn how to play it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had an uncle who could play. And so she bought me a little $10 Sears and Roebuck guitar, one of them silver tones. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. I learned to play on it. And uh, when I turned 15, I went in. She got me in one night to the local VFW. Mm-hmm. She had to sign papers to get me in, you know, because they serve liquor. And they had a band working in there. And so she told the the head guy in the band, she said, you need to get this boy up and let him sing a couple songs. Said, he's maybe my son, but he's pretty darn good. So uh, I did. And uh, they offered me a job. <laughs> so... <laughs> I sat in for a while and then I started playing, you know, uh, local shows, uh, all over the Southern Illinois thing. And then when I got to college, it even blossomed more because mm-hmm. there were so many good country joints around there that I could, I'd become pretty adept at bass guitar then. And, uh, a bass guitar player who could sing lead and vocal harmony, mm-hmm. uh, was worth his weight in gold. And it's, been my meat and potatoes ever since you know being from texas as i am uh, i wouldn't think illinois would be a place that you'd find a lot of country country bars but well, i guess tell i guess you so. what the, in in that day in the 60s and 70s it was gangbusters uh when the uh well, i was working out of chicago uh in the mid 70s when the urban cowboy craze hit mm-hmm. and uh boy that just opened up a whole new set of venues for wow. us so over the years i have either worked for backed up played in bands and everything for about every major icon of country music you mm-hmm. can think of when did you when did you make it to texas 
Well, I didn't get, I got here for a short amount of time in the late 80s, early 90s, 1990s, for about a year, maybe two years. And then I went to Nashville. Uh, but I came back to Texas in 2009, basically because uh, as my regular profession was being a mathematics teacher, mm-hmm. school teacher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they, in Tennessee, they decided to, the kids weren't doing well on their tests. And so they decided to fire everybody in Nashville and make us rehire. Mm-hmm. So I said, I don't really want to go through that. And uh, so I told my wife, I said, uh, you find me a job in Texas, we're gone. Mm-hmm. And she did. What year was that? 2009. We moved uh, from Tennessee back to Texas in 2009 and settled out uh, in Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Over there, I taught at Magnolia West High School for the last okay. four or five years of my teaching mm-hmm. tenure. I think that's a country song, isn't it? From Tennessee to Texas or Texas to Tennessee. I think George uh, Strait had something. Well, <laughs> like John, even Johnny Bush, uh, it's yeah. a long, long way from Tennessee to Texas. There you go. That's I know because I, I found the other way. That's you know? it. Absolutely. I knew there was something there. I, <laughs> Wait, you want to play something for us? Oh, I guess I can. Well, I was going to do some other stuff that I've written, but heck, whatever you want to do. do this. Yeah, whatever you want to do, man. Back in the day, there was a, an old rocker, and he had one country album and one or two country hits off of it. But uh, his name was David Wills. Oh, yeah. And uh, I always loved this song. I want a drink. Here's a 20. And bring my change in dimes Cause there's a song on the jukebox I want to hear a thousand times It used to be our love song We've played it here before So let's make sure it's playing when she walks through the door you see i had her then i lost her but i've got one more chance tonight and if she hears it playing maybe things will turn out right so waitress Take a handful, I've just got to hear that song And I'll wait here for my baby If it takes me all night long I'm sure it's nowhere near the greatest love song in the world But I hope she still remembers That I wrote it for my girl Now here she comes Lord, she's smiling Cause she just heard that song And I've just got a feeling that tonight we're going home I want a drink Here's a 20 And bring my change in dimes 
Cause there's a song on the jukebox I want to hear a thousand times Oh, that's good. I like David Wills. A lot of people oh, yeah. don't remember that. but Oh, man. He had, uh, he had that one out, and then uh, he also had another one out called Too Much Month at the End of the Money. Yep. <laughs> From bedrooms to barrooms. Bedrooms to barrooms. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or barrooms yep. to bedrooms. He, he, that that it, whole album was nothing yeah. but a country album, and he was just a right. solid stone cold rock. I rocker. think that was a B-side, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sure I, was. You know, I was and, in radio uh, for a lot of years, yeah. and so I think that was a B-side uh, yeah. back, back, back when there was such a thing as... Yeah, guys like him and Jim Pastel, they had... One or oh, two yeah. basic hits out, you yep. know, and Jim Pastel had, Absolutely. hell yes, I cheated, yep. you know, and oh, that yeah. was it. Yep. It was gone. Yep. But what a great song. What a great but, song. Uh, Speaking of songs, you, you've written some songs. And, yeah, uh, I do. I, I do write. My, my basic thing is uh, I do a lot of Christian country songs mm-hmm. or positive country songs, and uh, I, I, that is my pretty much my vein. I have helped a lot of people out when I was living in Nashville, working with Nashville Cowboy Church. I was their praise and worship leader for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, my I, my thing was melody lines. I put a lot of melody lines to different songs that people have written. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that was always my forte. But I have, I've, I've written... I've got some good Christian country stuff that the good Lord blessed me with. And mm-hmm. uh, writing is not, writing songs is not my real forte, but, uh, you know, some of them came out pretty well mm-hmm. and everything. And I was always pleased to be able to, to express mm-hmm. something like that. They always, <laughs> they always called me in Nashville. They, the, the, I, 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 I grew the nickname, the Great Deranger. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Lone Ranger, but the Great Deranger, because I would take beer drinking, tear jerking songs and turn them into Christian country songs. Mm-hmm. I've heard you do a few of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that was always the thing that I, I did. Uh, my dad was a big Webb Pierce fan, and so oh yeah. Oh, when yeah. I heard there stands the glass and I got to thinking one afternoon, well, right. Yeah. There, that's got a lot of possibilities. So right. I did that one. Yeah. Then yep. Ray Price had one out called, uh, I'll be there if you ever want me by your side, mm-hmm. which Johnny Bush had a, a mm-hmm. remake on back yep. at, back in the old dance town, USA mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I took that and rewrote it. I, I've got that on a, on an album. We may have you do one of those here in a little bit. Uh, I'll be glad to. I'll be glad to, to do one of those. Who, who growing up, who was probably uh, the one person that was maybe your inspiration as far as, you know, music? Well, everybody's got their own, and I was influenced by a number of different artists. But my main man is Melvin uh, <laughs> Tillis. Yep. yep. Mel was my mentor. I... I gleaned, I became friends with a lot of his band members of the day. Uh, and I even work right now in another group with one of the former statesiders, mm-hmm. uh, guitar player, Bobby Whitten, super, super nice guy. But, uh, a lot of the guys that are down there in Nashville now that are in the time jumpers band, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, Kenny Sears and Joe Spivey and those guys, yeah, they were statesiders. And so I, gleaned everything I could do and learn from watching 
Mel perform, mm -hmm. how he ran his shows, how he lined his band up. Not only was he a great writer because he's got there uh, a guy by the name of Jim Ritchie just purchased Mel's catalog because Mel passed away. Mm -hmm. So and in that catalog, there are still over 500 songs that Mel wrote that have never been recorded. So they've still got uh, a lot of recording material, and, uh, and it's, it's just marvelous mm -hmm. to, to watch the man. I've watched him perform for years, and so he was my guy. I, I do a lot of Mel Tillis stuff. He, he did write a lot of great, uh, lot of great songs. He I mean, helped. He, Writing-wise, he bridged. He was the bridge man between rock and roll and country. He mm -hmm. took the rock and roll four four driving hard shuffles and everything like that, and started writing songs. You know, songs like "I Ain't Never." You know, yeah. they would sell yeah. on both rock and country stations, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. rock and roll artists were doing them. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yep. it's. Uh, I think Kenny Rogers did. Uh, Kenny Rogers did a couple of those yep. and everything like yeah. that. You know, the, back the, before he was country. Yeah, back before he yep. was country. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. That Ruby Don't Take Your yep. Love to Town, yep. you know. Absolutely. Yeah, he he, right. he was such a great, great writer. I uh, mm -hmm. I gleaned everything I could. Mm -hmm. from, well, what do you, uh, you want to do, a, do another song for us? Well, okay, you said something about deranging here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you want to do something. Uh, yeah, Sounds we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, Johnny Bush had the, I, I mean, I, I hope I don't blow this microphone. I will. Uh, We'll work on it. But uh, Johnny Bush had a version of this also. It was uh, There Stands the Glass. And Webb Pierce, that old high Louisiana voice of his and everything, my dad loved him. And uh, so uh, I was just kind of fooling around with, with words one day. And this is, uh, this is what came out. Instead of There Stands the Glass, it became There Stands the Cross. A little Christian turn yep. on it. Yep. There stands the cross where Jesus took all my shame. He shouldered all of my blame. Now I'm a new man today. There stands the cross where he shed his blood for me. He died so I could be free. Now I can stand up and say My Jesus knows where I am tonight He told me I'm gonna be alright That if I'd only trust in Him I'd have no misery There stands the cross Where He took all my shame he lost so I could have gained. Now I'm a new man today. Yes, my Jesus knows where I am tonight. He told me I'm gonna be alright. That if I'd only trust in Him, I'd have no misery. There stands the cross. Where he took all my shame He lost so I could have gained Now I'm a new man today Oh, that is good. 
Now you did an album, didn't you? Of of, of songs oh, like yeah, that. Oh right? yeah, I got I got an album out. Uh, it's called The One, uh, and it, that's basically a Waylon. I'm also a Waylon Jennings kind of guy. And Mel Tillis wrote a number of songs for Waylon Jennings. A lot right. of people don't know that, uh, but he did. And uh, the title song in there is called The One. It's about the crucifixion and Christ rising in three days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the question was, you know, some of the lines, look yonder across the valley, three crosses set against the darkened sky. With souls in the balance and three men hang there to die. The two on the outside, everybody knew what they'd done, but the man in the middle, you know, he could be the one, you know, mm-hmm. and it was take off on that, right. you know. Right. And uh, there was, uh, then I put, there stands the cross. <laughs> I've even got a, I've even got a, a an earnest tub type of thing. We had a, uh, I was always thinking about some of those real neat guitar and steel kickoffs on earnest tub stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and with Leon and and buddy you know playing and everything and one of those was going through my mind one day and uh i came up with my grandmother used to always say you you gotta just look meaning more spiritual she said you just gotta look at things more crosswise and i'm thinking okay yes you right. know, you've got if you got the cross on your mind, you know, mm-hmm. and you're looking that way, you know, and and it came out like an Ernest Tubb song, you know, like thanks, thanks a lot type of thing. <laughs> it was great, you know, <laughs> and the the people in the session, they uh, they were kind of, you know, kind of laughing and everything. And I said, well, I I, I want to get an Ernest Tubb and the Texas Troubadours kind of feel on this thing, right. and they they pulled yeah. it off. I had some yeah. great players. Really? <laughs> they were they were good guys. That is good. That is good. Now you you said earlier that you you had taught math, and and that's uh, my basic that, that's, job. That was your J O B. Just over broke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my just over broke. My job, forty two years in the classroom in three different states: Illinois, Tennessee, and Texas. Right. Now you played music along, I guess part time music or on the side, or oh, I did what I played music to keep my sanity. I played when I was up uh, when I was up in Illinois. I played five nights a week. Wow. I was in a house band from yeah. 1975, 1974 until 1989. A group called the Western Echoes. And we were the, lar- uh, we were the longest running house band in Chicago. Mm. Wow. And we were right in the middle of the urban cowboy craze. And all the groups that were coming in that needed backup singers mm-hmm. and, and musicians we got the job because we had we had some of the finest musicians in the area and we had a list a mile long of people wanting to get in and pickers wanting to play because they liked the kind of music we were doing we were doing not only the top 40 but i was going back and bringing some of the old stuff back because you can't let the history go you can't no, let the history no. of the music yeah. go and yeah. that's what they're doing today yeah. they're trying to let right. the history of the music yeah. go and Nah, that, yeah. it's, well, that's what we like to talk about is the real, the real country music, oh, you yeah. know, or that, that, that vein yeah. right there, you know. I, I, so. I don't do <clears throat> much of anything. Yeah. I don't do much of anything any newer, any newer than 1993. <laughs> and then it gets touchy. You then know? it gets real touchy. <laughs> you know, I, I work with, uh, I work with George Dearborn and his group mm-hmm. called Branded, mm-hmm. not to be confused with the Christian group Branded out of Conroe, but, right. um, uh, 
we work out of basically out of Beaumont, Texas, mm-hmm. but we travel around a lot and George is doing real well, making a good name for himself. I'm his bass player and high vocal harmony and we have a blast and yeah. uh, we're playing about the newest we do. Uh, we do George Strait's Troubadour. Mm-hmm. That's about the newest mm-hmm. we do. The rest of them are yep. 60s, 70s, 80s. Right. So you any know. dates uh, that you want to mention? Uh, we're up at Little Red's. Up in okay. Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay. One up in yep. uh, up off Exchange Avenue, up there, okay. and uh, you're just playing all over Texas. Though. We're all over the place. We so got just look we're, for... we're going to be in Anhalt Hall coming up mm-hmm. here. We're going to be we've been out in Bandera. We're going to be up around Lubbock, uh, uh, Amarillo. Okay. Uh, we're all over the all joint. over the place. Yeah. Oh, okay, good, good. Well, if somebody was uh, to ask you who is Gary Brock, what would you say? Oh boy, now that's who was Gary Brock. Gary Brock's just a good man who loves his country music, traditional country music, and I wanted to play it ever since I was seven, eight years old, watching the TV programs. My dad ran the local jukebox concession in the town at the VFW and the American Legion, and he'd bring the old records home, and he bought me a record player, and he'd say, here, Bubby, learn this one. And I would. Mm-hmm. I'd just sit there and mm-hmm. play them until I learned them all. And mm-hmm. I just got hooked. And uh, so, yeah, that, I'm just I'm a good, godly man who who loves his traditional country music. And uh, and you do a great job at it. And I've, I've had a blast at it. The yeah. good Lord uh, has been blessing me, especially here of late, because I had open heart surgery six years ago, double bypass. And I'm back to singing in original keys now. And uh being able to work and I don't have to to hold back. I feel very strong and uh, it's I've been good Lord's been blessing me with work and uh, even with COVID. Mm-hmm. That's when I latched on to George. He called me up and he said, Gary, he said, I got a bunch of dates. He said, Are you doing any work with anybody? I said, I got nothing during COVID. Mm-hmm. He said, when it hit. Mm-hmm. He said, I have all kinds of private dates. He said that they can't make me stop playing. And I said, I'm your man. So I've been with him for a little over two years now. That's great. And he's kept me working, just keeps me solidly working. And that's what I want to do. I'm retired from teaching school after 42 years. And that's all I do is play music. And uh, I'm praise and worship leader at Cut and Shoot Cowboy Church out on 105 with uh, Pastor Billy Jordan. That's Cut and Shoot uh, Texas, by the way. Yeah, so Cut and Shoot it, Texas. Yeah. yeah, if you're listening yeah, elsewhere, and, and, and please, it it doesn't mean that it's a it's a it's a knife and gun place. No, it doesn't mean <laughs> that at all. There is a song called Cut and Shoot Texas. I don't know if yes. you know that or yes, not. There Roy, is Roy Harris, my cousin. That's right. Wrote that song. Bro, oh wow, song. Roy Roy's your Roy's your cousin. Yeah. Oh my yep. Lord, mercy. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's and and. I guess the story is originally, I mean, it was a big cattle town. When you talk about cut and shoot, you're mm-hmm. talking about cutting the cattle out, shooting them down through the in, onto the railhead mm-hmm. type thing. I believe you know? so. I believe you're right. But I sure do appreciate you coming by and uh, talking with us a little oh, bit. Oh, I tell you what, Andy, I appreciate you having me. And uh, uh, you, you're, good, you're doing a really great thing here. And I, I really appreciate you having me here to uh, no problem to talk with you a little bit and everything and to appreciate it we'll probably have you here again before it's all said and done, oh so. hey i'll come back anytime <laughs> anytime we can get her done thanks for listening for the big show with andy gallo
Tune in next time. This has been a Unicab Media presentation.